from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to the 10 a.m. Express this morning. And I hope that you are energized to get your week started, inshallah. And I hope that you tuned in all the way to the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. As you know, there's always informative conversations taking place here on the 10 a.m. Express. Now, speaking about informative and speaking about, you know, bringing awareness to our listeners, which is you, of course, we are informing you today about postnatal depression. And this is a very, very common thing I think we've heard of before, but do we really understand what it is all about? Does postnatal depression have an impact on breastfeeding, which is also very important? Breastfeeding is something that uh, I think is naturally um, comes naturally after one is given birth. So um, with depression and breastfeeding, how does that work? Well, we've got on the line with us Liesl Hermanis. She's a mental health counsellor at the Perinatal um, Mental Health Project, that's PMP. Uh, PMHP and she joins us online this morning. Good morning to you, Liesl. Good morning, Liesl. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. You live okay. on the airwaves with the voice of the Cape. How are you doing, Liesl? I'm very well, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good. And uh, very okay. interested in the topic that we're discussing <laughs> today. Please tell us more about the Perinatal uh, pen, uh, Mental Health Project and the services that you offer. Okay, so um, with the Perinatal Mental Health Project, you know, we're really working towards having women have access to mental health care services when attending, you know, the antenatal care. And so that is really the goal and the vision of the PMHP is that all South African women have access to mental health care services when coming for their routine antenatal care. And so I work at Hanover Park MOU, and that is where we have a maternal support service for women accessing services at Hanover Park Maternity Unit. Okay, so what exactly is, you know, I started off in the intro saying, mm. you know, um, speaking about depression and then breastfeeding, as you know, you know, after one is given birth naturally, mm. you you know that as a mother, we prepare to, to breastfeed. But now you're yeah. sitting with depression and not being able to cope with that. And on top mm. of that, having to breastfeed, that can be really difficult. What a postpartum um, or postnatal depression, what, what is that? And uh, also, the, what is the difference between the two? Okay, so I think firstly, I think it's just really important to remember that suffering from postnatal depression does not, you know, mean that you are a bad mother or that you do not love your baby. Um, However, you know, sometimes with postnatal depression, it can, you know, be very difficult for a mother to bond with a newborn baby. And obviously that's no one's fault. I mean, especially if you consider, you know, the symptoms of postnatal depression and the amount of energy and effort it takes you know, to look after a newborn baby. And so having to cope with postnatal depression symptoms and caring for a newborn baby can be very hard. 
um, you asked about postnatal depression and postpartum depression and what's the difference. Um, the two are normally used interchangeably and they both refer into the onset or the development of depression within that first 12 months after birth. Okay. What are the causes yeah. and uh, what are the symptoms or signs that one should be looking out for? Okay, so I mean, normally within that first week after giving birth, you know, many women will feel a bit down and tearful and anxious. And so this is called the baby blues, and this is very common and considered normal. Um, And the baby blues do not normally last for more than two weeks after giving birth. However, if your symptoms last longer or start later, then it could be that you are experiencing postnatal depression Mm -hmm. or postpartum depression. And this can start any time of, you know, within that first year after giving birth. And so some of the signs of postpartum or postnatal depression include a persistent feeling of, you know, of sadness or a persistent low mood, um, you know, a lack of enjoyment and loss of interest in doing things that one previously enjoyed, a lack of energy and just feeling so flat and depleted and tired all the time, trouble sleeping, you know, either at night or feeling, you know, really tired during the day. And then obviously difficulty bonding with baby, um, you know, thoughts of guilt, thoughts of hopelessness, intense irritability or anger, you know, shame, guilt, um, and then also just, you know, not able to think clearly, difficulty concentrating, you know, difficulty making decisions, um, yeah, and, you know, excessive crying, persistent low mood, like I mentioned earlier. Okay. Now, yeah, loss of sleep is something that mm. is a definite thing with all mothers after mm. giving birth because I think you're just so tired and then you have this little one to take care of and to feed at the same time. But why yeah. is sleep so important to both the mother and the baby? What can a mother do in a case where the baby's not sleeping at night? I'm sure that this these are all mm-hmm. factors that contribute to, to leading up to the depression. Yeah. So, I, you know, like the relationship between postnatal depression and sleep, um, it, it's so, what is the word, connected. And so obviously or there's a direct association between the two. And so when you have a mother or a new mommy who is not well-rested or is not getting enough sleep, she is at greater risk of experiencing postnatal depression or she is at greater risk of experiencing anxiety. And when we have a mother who's not well, you know, then it's you know, always not well rested, sorry, then it makes it very difficult to care for her newborn baby. Um, I would say there are certain things that could be done to assist with sleeping. And so co-sleeping is something that I think is great, especially for a newborn baby. Um, and then, you know, just sort of making sure that the environment is conducive for sleeping, um, you know, so that it's you know, that the room is dark, that it's quiet, mm-hmm. it's not too loud. And then obviously a routine is very important, Okay. you know, so baby knows, okay, it's bath time and then I'm going to get a massage and then maybe mommy's going to sing to me and then following this, it's bedtime. So I think sleeping and that regularity is extremely important um, for for baby. Yeah. Um, um, 
Yeah. Sorry. I, I don't know if that answers your question. It does. I also just wanted to say that, you know, lack of sleep can also do lots of damages. I'm sure you know more about that. Mm. And, and especially uh, to the mother, because the mother is uh, the one feeding the baby and taking most most care of the baby as well. Um, but yeah. why do you think that, you know, sometimes negative or suicidal thoughts comes across a mother's mm. mind? Um, and this coming from lack of sleep, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when we're not... So, so, I mean, if you look at a cell phone, for example, when we use our phones, right? After prolonged use, we need to recharge the battery. And we work exactly, you know, the same like that. And so sleep has a very important restorative function, you know, in recharging our brains at the end of the day. And so, as mentioned earlier, when there has been ongoing poor sleep, it can be a huge risk factor for the development of depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Or if a mother is already feeling depressed or anxious, it can sort of worsen that. And we know that with depression or with anxiety, that there are symptoms of, um, you know, suicidal ideation where mothers could potentially or could possibly have thoughts of either harming themselves or harming the babies, you know, or persistent thoughts of death. And so that is a symptom of depression. And so when a mother isn't getting enough sleep, she is at risk of experiencing this. Also, with a lack of sleep, there tends to be poor cognitive functioning. And so, you know, she's not able to function optimally compared to somebody who's maybe getting a good night's rest. And so, you know, she she cannot concentrate, she can't think properly, you know, making decisions, even a simple decision can be extremely difficult for someone who's feeling depressed or is experiencing depression or is sleep deprived. And so it is extremely important that in caring for a new baby that mommy is well rested, you know, and this is where support comes in from, you know, the family or from friends or the co-sleeping that I mentioned earlier, or even breastfeeding is a fantastic way of putting baby to sleep. Okay. Now, yeah. we've explained the, the, more of the emotional side of mm. um, the benefits of sleeping, but what, what does lack of sleep do to the brain? Um, okay. So I think just, you know, like I mentioned, I, I, I actually read up a little bit about that earlier. Um, and they sort of say, you know, like when we sleep in this sort of this... These, I don't know if you sort of like brain cells, you know, this is, I don't know if our brain cells are being replenished. Um, but I mean, there's also, you know, physical symptoms of and effects with not sleeping. But I mean, I, I don't know too much in terms of on the brain itself. Um, so I don't, I mean, I just know that when we don't get enough sleep, you know, we cannot function yes, as well definitely. as somebody who's getting a full mm-hmm. a full night's rest. You know, and we do need to sleep in order for there to be a recharging of the brain. Definitely. Now, some mothers get a lactation consultant to help with, mm. with breastfeeding. But what happens to those mothers who can't afford to pay for one? Okay, so... <clears throat> At most state facilities, so at your MOUs, uh, your maternity units, at your 
Mowbray Maternity Hospital, you would normally find that there are lactation consultants, that there are breastfeeding counsellors that, you know, one can talk to or engage with around breastfeeding problems. Um, so, for example, at Anova Park MOU, we have breastfeeding counsellors. And so if I have a client who is experiencing difficulty breastfeeding, whether it's with latching or she says, you know, baby's not taking to the breast or she has inverted nipples, you know, because I'm not a lactation consultant, I would then automatically defer those clients to a breastfeeding um a breastfeeding counsellor. And so you should have a breastfeeding counsellor at your other birthing units, at your maternity units, whether it's Mitchell's Plain or Dalft or Kukuletu or Kailisha, there should be a breastfeeding counsellor that women can engage with around issues, you know, um, around breastfeeding. No, so you don't need money yes. for a lactation consultant. Definitely. Now, for mothers who are strugg- struggling, Liesl, and who have mm. now um, recognized the symptoms that, you know, there is something wrong here, it's, it's not just mm. a phase that's going to pass uh, on, on its own, how mm. can they then get the help that they need? I mean, there are fantastic resources available for women who are experiencing, you know, distress either during the pregnancy or postnatally. SADAG being one of them. And so patients can just Google SADAG and then, you know, there's a whole list of resources available. There's a counseling line that they can call. And then also around breastfeeding issues and mental health issues, the Lalesh League is also a great resource. And so once again, um, you know, a mother or a family member can just Google the Lalesh League and, you know, all the information will come up. And so I would suggest those, you know, the two of those two that I just mentioned, so SADAG and and then the Lalesh League as well. Thank you so much, Liesl, for answering those questions. Is there anything in conclusion you'd like to end off with? Um, I I just want to say, you know, that when a mother is well supported, when a mother's feeling well within herself, and then you can have a baby that is well, you know, and and unborn babies and children are very resilient, you know, but we, in order for that to happen, we need to have a mommy or a mother that's well taken care of. It sort of has like a trickle-down effect, you know, when mommy's loved and mommy's nurtured and mommy's supportive and cared for, then she can do those things for a baby. Definitely. And so I think it's just important that we support our pregnant mommies and our new mommies, you know, right from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, so that they can be well within themselves in order to, you know, to be as well as possible in order to care not only for themselves, but for the baby as well. I think that's great advice there that you, that you are sharing yeah. with our listeners, Liesl. We thank you so much for coming onto the show this morning, making time to speak to, uh, to us. And we wish you all of the best for the rest of the week. And until we speak again, we say bye-bye for now. Thanks for that. Okay. Asia, bye. Bye. That was the voice of Liesl Herman, as mental health counsellor at the Perinatal uh, Mental Health Project, that's PMHP. And uh, as we spoke about the depression and breastfeeding and how this two really doesn't uh, match and, and get along, so we need to, to uh, get a solution to the depression part in order in order for a mother to be, uh, you know, get better as well as um, to feed uh, healthily to your baby 
as well. But if you are struggling from any of those symptoms, all you need to do is go onto the SADAC website as well as the Delish Lead website, as she has mentioned there, and uh, just find out how you can get some assistance. For now, it is time for us to break for ads. When we come back, we'll continue with the 10 a.m. Express. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.